0: welcome everyone to the joelle martin mastery podcast i'm a networking expert and the author of the upcoming book no no strangers how to build community one relationship at a time my why is the pursuit of mastery and the goal of this podcast is to lock arms on a lifelong mission of daily personal growth to become the best version of ourselves so let's dive in to today's episode Welcome everyone to today's episode of the podcast. We are joined by an author and by a book and story coach. So welcome to the call, Miss Ashley Ann Pereira. Ashley, how are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me, Joel.
0: You're very welcome. Now, I know you as as a confident outgoing woman someone that's released a book that's on stage as an inspirational speaker uh, someone that's doing a lot of good and who's out there publicly (laughs) but you weren't always like that You, you were shy growing up so can you share a little bit about your story how someone can transition from super shy to super outgoing how does that happen
1: very good question, and sometimes it still baffles me till this day. Um, I remember actually the moment where I kind of took it in and I said, "Wow, I have changed so much from the person that I was." In you know, just growing up, young adulthood, and um, and that was when I was actually handing a copy of my book to my English teacher, and he made this cop uh, this comment and said, "How did you become an inspirational speaker? Like you are, you were the most shy girl I'd in the classroom." And, you know, part of that was, I think where the the, the shyness and the lack in confidence that I had, well, the the shyness came from me not being confident in who I was. Like, I didn't feel like I had a voice. I feel like, I've, and oh, I think a lot of people can relate to this. I didn't feel like I had something to say. I didn't think anything was worth saying. And so for me, that's where I really struggled with just being very quiet. I didn't want to speak up and... It was throughout high school that I really struggled with that. And after graduating, I remember everyone, especially grade 12, everyone's kind of like, what am I going to do? And I had no idea, but I didn't feel rushed. So I didn't go to college right away because I wanted to find what I wanted to do. I had no idea what that was. And so it was in a couple months into after being, after graduating, I, I knew that I really loved to help people. That was one thing that just brought so much joy to my life and i decided to go into social service work it was the perfect program for me to start like developing these skills but at the same time when i was in college i was introduced to network marketing now network marketing i say changed my life because it was just a different world honestly i was surrounded by entrepreneurs and growing up i didn't have entrepreneurs in my family the closest thing was my stepdad but i still didn't even know what it meant right it just It didn't mean anything to me. And then I was introduced to this group of people. And I think that was the key. The key was the people that I surrounded myself with that they were dreaming big, like they were dreaming. I didn't know what that was until I surrounded myself with men and women who were just seeing themselves in a whole different way and thinking bigger. And that space allowed me to focus and kind of hone in on like, Ashley, like what's your place in this world? And that that, be, that question became very big for me, and I wanted to find that answer. I'm always about like finding the truth, and for me, I went on this like very intentional quest to find this answer, like what is my place in the world, and that's where I started to really dive more into volunteering. I wanted to volunteer abroad, and then also that was me hopping in and somehow putting myself into a public speaking competition in 2015 where I finally really got on stage and that was the moment I think that really changed my life and just opened the doors for what was possible.
0: Network marketing is great for <laughs> um the the networking for the personal growth for the mentorship being surrounded by entrepreneurs dreaming big so there's a lot of benefits to network marketing and especially now with you know a lot of people losing their jobs Everyone's self isolating it shows the importance of being able to generate income from home online And we'll talk a little bit about that with your (laughs) online course in a bit Um, so I don't know if you remember how we first met so we've we've been in touch a lot since then but i don't know if you remember uh the exact moment and maybe i have it wrong but here's my memory okay um this is going back many years i don't know if this is five years or six years somewhere in there and i i was going through a a tough time so i was in a, a relationship things weren't going great Uh, we had, your sister was friends with the person I was dating. So we were connected that way, but we didn't know each other. And Mm. I decided, and I was, I was never good with emotions and, (laughs) and, um, what, you know, just, you know, you want to be like a macho man and taking, taken seriously. So not great with empathy and, um, and and uh gratitude and all those things, so anyways i I, I decided to step out of my box and i did I was doing a thirty day online I think it might have been a gratitude challenge, so doing something mm-hmm. every day for thirty days, and it was about gratitude and I remember I was I was out in Winnipeg uh, with family while doing this, and i was I was being pretty vulnerable for maybe the first time in my life, just posting about what I was going through and changes and all that. And you were posting like you know pretty um, pretty pretty transparent and vulnerable stuff as well. And we just kind of connected in commenting on each other's posts and uh we ended up starting to talk and then from there over the years we became friends and we've seen each other in person and you've been a, a speaker at, at you know one of my networking events and we've become friends so I don't know if you remember that as being the starter I don't know if that is the start but that's like my first I do know of uh kind of us getting to know each other so
1: yeah I don't know if I remember that mind you I will tell you that Part of my year, earlier years, I feel like I don't remember so well. And because I wasn't present, like I wasn't fully showing up being present. And I feel like I, I kind of like love that that's your first memory.
0: You know what? Maybe because that doing like a gratitude thing probably wasn't that far out of the norm for you. So for me, it, there was like... N- it, it was nothing like I had done, so it sticks in here. For you, maybe it was just another, another thing that you were doing, another yeah. challenge. But it, it's crazy to think uh, where, you know, where we were and where we are now and the people that yeah. we've become. And in your case, you released a book. So let's talk about this book. It's called The Key to Happiness. Yes. So did you always want to be an author? How did, how did this happen? How does someone just write and release a book?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny as a, as a kid, I love to like recreate stories. I would like construction paper and just like recreate stories, but I never thought that I would become an author. It was, I think it was something that the idea came from two things. So I had been speaking and I was just kind of like picking a chapter in my story of my life. And just sharing it, and I—I I made it a point that I never wanted to keep telling the same story. I wanted to switch it up. I wanted to tell different stories because I really do believe we all have—we have many stories inside of us. We have many experiences and moments that we can share. So I, it was speaking that started for me, and then I remember reading Anne Frank's book, like the Diary of Anne Frank, yeah. and. I thought about the concept of how cool would that be if, you know, if I just journaled every single day for a year and Mm -hmm. just put that into a book and put that out there. And that was where the idea actually sparked. And by the end of it, but, and this was 2015 where I was writing every single day and it was just about what did I learn that day? What was I grateful for? That's all that I was writing about. And by the end, I I saw the amount that I had learned and how much I grew in just a year and I decided to just go back and go back to childhood and basically just throughout the years about all the different things that I had gone through and experienced and I decided I was going to write a book.
0: That's amazing and and yeah. you've said before that writing this book has healed you. So can you elaborate mm-hmm. on that? I guess it's reliving and refeeling and and Seeing the the stories you've told yourself from that, and maybe you can rewrite those stories in a better way.
1: That's exactly it. I've, and I've been talking about this recently a lot. Is the fact that whether it's a book, because I do believe that we all have a we can all write a book. Absolutely, whether we want to or not, that's everyone's decision. It's totally fine, but we all can, and it is that opportunity to rewrite. But I really do feel like there has to be a level of healing that does come a little bit before writing the book. Um, because no one wants to read a book that's coming from a place where we're still like harsh and we're still stuck You're in are still like,
0: in the process.
1: Exactly. There. Right. We want to see like the transformation. So there is a portion of healing that happens beforehand, but the biggest journey that happens when it comes to physically now holding this thing in your hands and, really taking it in it's that moment of just fully embracing and owning your story and all the experiences that make you you that have led like led up to this exact moment all those experiences are something to be acknowledged and i feel like that's what the healing why writing a book is so healing because you we don't do it often we don't celebrate or acknowledge ourselves enough so imagine just three months, you're focused on writing your story, and you're just moment after moment celebrating everything that you've gone through and how you've overcome everything.
0: I was so excited for this podcast, for this episode of the podcast, because I'm currently writing a book. So mine is about building community. So it's called No, No Strangers, How to Build Community One Relationship at a Time. So uh, what inspired me is seeing people I know, like yourself, that have already written and released a book. So that tells me that's possible. If I can just talk to someone like you and see what your process was of either Setting time aside every day and writing a bit or maybe just writing when inspiration hits and you know Do you self publish it? Do you go and send it to publishing companies? Yeah. Do you do a book tour? So all these <laughs> questions uh, Got me excited uh, for this podcast. So can you can you hold up your book for a second and and so we can so you got to talk because right now I'm on screen uh, so say something. So the key to happiness, there this you go. Is,
1: yeah. This the key is the key to happiness. To happiness.
0: Now my question is what is the key to happiness? And I know you have the five key principles to, to owning your life. So can you go through those a little bit?
1: Yeah. So it really starts off with forgiveness. I think that's the, the really starting point in anyone's healing journey. If you can really learn to forgive and let go that's where the healing process begins. And a part of that too, that I feel like they really go hand in hand is self awareness and forgiveness. I feel like with self awareness, we can change anything. We can change anything in our lives as long as we are aware that something needs to be changed. Um, So self awareness and forgiveness are the first two core principles. And then I mentioned some of them already too, but uh, gratitude, celebration, And really just being able to like own your story. Those are really the the key aspects and self-love. Self-love is so important as well. But really when I think about the key to happiness, it's, it's about the internal work that needs to be done. That's what it's about. It's about finding the happiness within and not from the external sources and all these external things that we have going on it's about finding happiness. And if you were to spend, like, let's say you were stuck at home by yourself, would you be okay with that? Would you feel okay? And if I were to answer that, I know that I would be totally fine because I feel good with myself, but I also feel good with other people. But the most important is the fact that I need to feel good being alone, being by myself.
0: A lot of people are going through that right now, right? With self-isolation and maybe it's the first time in their lives that, that it's, just them stuck with themselves and and having those thoughts and those feelings so yeah yeah what uh what what has self-isolation been like for you um you know a lot of people Mm -hmm. uh are going through a difficult time right because because they can't get into work to make a living or uh you know people have different uh issues when it comes to to depression so you know there's a lot of stuff going on for you what has self-isolation been like some people it's been a positive they can finally take a break and and course correct and and reflect and dig deep and figure out what it is that they want to do a lot of people have realized that they they don't want to go back to um what their normal life was before that maybe there's a better way to do things so what does self-isolation look like to you and has there been any good things that have come out of
1: this to be honest it's been more positive than anything I have really looked at all of this as just an opportunity and I know I mean I'm in this space right now where I'm feeling good and I'm positive right now so it's hard for me to comment like if I was in a place where if I was struggling so I'm only speaking from my own experience but I've just chosen to look at it as an opportunity. So it's a really, it's been a great opportunity for me to um, I've rebranded myself and I've really launched my agency. So lots of great things have come from it because I've been more focused on the, the outcome, like the, the positive outcome. That's what I've been so focused on. And I think what we focus on is what we attract and that's what manifests and grows. And so there has been, of course, some a little bit of over things to overcome like i struggled with not being able to see my family and even though we have video chat like it's you know the physical touch of being able to like hug my mom those those things were hard um but for the most part i've really been able to just expand and grow and just like tunnel vision that's what i feel like it's been has been just a combination of tunnel vision
0: and when you when you finished writing your book so this was a few years ago. Did you, did you just self publish it? Were you sending it off to places? Did you, uh, do you just pay to get copies made? So it's like you as an entrepreneur putting it out. How does that work for all the people that are listening that are thinking about writing a book and they're not even starting because they're afraid that once they write it, they don't know what to do with it anyway.
1: Great question, because I think the overwhelm is what stops a lot of people and they don't know where to start. They don't know what comes next and they're thinking about all the pieces and then it gets really overwhelming. So then we just don't do anything. So there are really, and I didn't know this until really after publishing my book. There's different types of publishing. There's self publishing. Amazon has created such a great opportunity for people to publish books. Um, there's other platforms that have made it really great for us as well. There's, there's other different aspects. So there's also like vanity publishing and hybrid. So hybrid is more of the model that I went. So basically what that is, is, um, when I decided that I wanted to launch my book and write my book, I put, I did a Facebook live and someone connected me with a publisher and her focus was more like hybrid publishing. She took me through the process did all the editing for me or had someone contract to do the editing they she took care of everything she did the graphic design which she did such an incredible job that's a
0: hardcover book right it is that looks amazing yeah
1: yeah it's amazing and really the um so she basically took care of everything um and that's what i loved so much was just i just had to focus on writing the book and so what was still similar was i did purchase like a bulk load of copies, which, and this is the thing where it's about checking, like seeing what are your goals, right? Like what are the goals that you have for yourself? What's the vision nowadays, because of Amazon, it's a lot easier. You don't have to worry about buying all these copies in advance. You don't have to worry about that. And that's why I think is really, it's created a great opportunity for us. Um, But that's kind of like the model that I've gone through, but self-publishing really isn't as difficult as people may think. And I know there's a lot of information out there, but it's just taking, breaking down the steps.
0: I think self-publishing is is probably the way to go as a first time yeah. uh, author. Uh, I think of it a lot like music. Like when you're an artist, it's it's like you can just get stuck in purgatory where you have an amazing album and you're just trying to get it to major labels trying to get people to pick it up and you're just stuck doing nothing waiting on Mm. powers outside of yourself and and in the writing world the same thing where you have an amazing book and it's you know nobody's publishing it because who are who who are you before you have that hit book right um but you have some great examples like robin sharma self published the monk who sold his Ferrari. And then you know you go on to sell a hundred thousand copies independently and then suddenly everyone is throwing millions at you and they re-release the book as a major yep. book that's in all the stores and it becomes a bestseller. Or um you know chicken soup for the soul. Those were independently sold. And mm-hmm. after they sold a ton, then it gets picked up. So I think that's the way to go like you're doing get it out there, release it, build your brand, sell some books and then you have options and you can decide yeah. if you want to keep doing it the way you've been doing it. Or exactly. Bring on, bring on some partners. So what is yeah. the, the reception been like for the book since it's come out? Has it opened some doors for you?
1: Oh my goodness. I honestly didn't plan or even think about how good life was going to get after I published my book. It has really just opened so many opportunities and that's why I tell people, especially entrepreneurs, if you write a book, it really adds to your credibility. And people, I say the slightest little thing that makes the difference is when you go out and do another speaking engagement, and now you have author attached, people introduce you differently. They say like, she's an, he or she is an author. Like people add this, have this different perception when it comes to a book. So some of the things that I was able to do was radio like I did a radio interview in Portuguese which never in a million years I I ever do. <laughs> yeah yeah so those were one of the things and then more speaking opportunities um podcasts just so many different things and one of the big things too was the fact that I turned my book into an online coaching program like I didn't even plan for any of that didn't plan for it but I think the the cherry on top was having people who I didn't know started purchasing the book. So people in the States that I just had no idea who they were and they found it and they purchased it. Um, But I think the key was people connecting, people knowing that they weren't alone and achieving that. Even if it was just one person who needed to hear or feel validated or heard from reading the book, that was like my ultimate goal. And I achieved that and I've been so happy.
0: See, re- releasing a book is one of the smartest things that someone can do as an entrepreneur because yeah. it opens up 17 different streams of income. You, you can generate income from the physical book sale, from the, uh, from the uh, audio book. You can turn it into an online course. Um, you you now become a keynote speaker. You get paid yeah. to uh, live events. You can, build, you can build an event around it in person, like a live two, three day event. Uh, It's, it's pretty awesome. So um, let's talk a little bit about the online course. Mm -hmm. So it's based off of the book, but it's broken down into steps that people can take to to put that into action.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's basically I've taken the key key pieces of the, of the book and just turned it into a coaching program. So the, the videos were amazingly done um, by uh, Marcos, who I know you had on the podcast. And um, so with his agency, they helped me create the videos and just so beautifully done. But really the purpose is for, you know, Number one, it opens different opportunities and doors, and I always pair them together, right? Like I, the the purpose of this was just yes, it was me telling my story, but the coaching program just allowed me to take people through that journey, guide people, and help people come to the other side of what it can look like if they just spend some time on themselves, healing, and being able to embrace. So it created more of a a one on one personal relationship, um, and that's what really. What really transpired from the the program? So it's five weeks or if you want like you can do it in whatever way works, right? You could do five weeks, you could do five days. You can use it however you you like and whatever suits best for you.
0: You got some uh, super overachievers that want to do it in in five days or five hours. so they <laughs> they they have the option for that. so do you do you have any other book ideas? I know that one came to mm-hmm. you because uh, that's your story that you're telling. Any any other books do you think you might be writing in the future? No pressure, just just <laughs> curious.
1: You know what's funny is, as soon as I released that book, I had people asking me at my book launch saying, "When's the next one?" And I was like, "I'm celebrating this first one still." So, yeah. but since then, you know, I think I've thought about two different book ideas. Um, I'm currently actually writing one right now, which is a, a collective, so it's myself and a bunch of other women who are sharing their stories. So. That's been an incredible project to work on. So that's coming out in the next few months. But for my own personal book, I thought about creating something that would be along the lines of storytelling Mm -hmm. um, and the power of storytelling, how to tell our stories, how to be vulnerable and do it uh, with confidence. So that was one idea. But then I also feel like the next 10 years of my life are going to be incredible. They're gonna be so amazing. So I feel like once I after this next ten years, this next decade, I feel like I'm gonna have a lot to share, and maybe it'll be in another book too.
0: That's awesome that you're gonna you're gonna do it on <laughs> storytelling and stories because uh, they say that storytellers, if you could have one skill, it would be storytelling because storytellers actually rule the world. The the yeah. the songwriters, the authors, uh, movies, video games, the amazing. Uh, companies like Apple, they're great storytellers, you know, Pixar, all those things. So I yeah. think storytelling is super important. And that goes way back to the beginning of time <laughs> where, you know, there was nothing written down. There were no books. So it was only through storytelling that you could, you could teach lessons. And, and mm-hmm. uh, so I, th- I think you're onto something there. Yeah. But and you know what? On storytelling,
1: Stories are what create connection. And that's what the world is looking for. And that's, I feel like what has been a big shift in, in entrepreneurship is people are looking to not just buy from random companies, but they're just, they're looking for the story. They want something a little bit more meaningful and authentic. And if you just go out and tell your story and especially, and I'm speaking to the entrepreneurs out there, but if you push yourself to be the person at the front of the room, you won't feel like you need to sell. If you just tell your story, tell the transformation, share the journey, people will come to you. People will come to you for what you have to offer.
0: And how important is social media for an author and, and for a coach? Uh, any tips on you know connecting with people online and, and building your brand so that people are drawn to you?
1: Oh, good question. This is like another like other podcast episode. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> There's so much. So I really do suggest if you are becoming an author and if you're on that platform, you really do have to build your audience now. And I'm glad that you brought this up because this is also the beauty in self-publishing. So the big thing is, is when it comes to, if you go with a traditional publisher, you are still, it's still up to you to market the book. Like for someone who are, you know, we're not the big Tony Robbins and Robin Sharma, people don't know us yet. Um, we need to do all the marketing ourselves. That's a lot of, that's a lot of work that we have to do. And social media has become so crucial for us. So it's, it makes, it makes it even more possible to self-publish and to just build your audience on social media. And the simplest way to put, how do we feel like, how do we start building a community on, let's say, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, share compelling content, share content that's, that's going to, touch people. That's going to inspire people. That's going to move people. That's the kind of stuff that you want to be putting out there and naturally people are going to resonate. And then what you want to do is have conversations, social media. And this is some stuff that I actually learned from Marcos was social social media is for us to be social, not just post and go off the grid and expect people are just going to engage. And that's it, right? Like we need to go out and we need to do engage, We need to engage with people. So just by sharing content, so for example, what I could do if I wrote my book and I'm promoting it, it's not about, Hey, buy my book. I published a book, go buy it, go buy it, go buy it. It's not about that. Share a chapter, share a chapter from your book. And if people resonate, they're going to start a conversation with you and then they're going to want more. And that's just really like the the basics of like using social media to, to build your personal brand.
0: Yeah, there's, I hear about uh, an 80, 80, 20 rule, which is. Yes. You you know, if you're just posting, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, you're not offering any value, you're not making any connection. But if you can have four posts, so out of every five, four of them are offering value, and the fifth one is the ask. So exactly. You know, you're 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 helping out, you're giving a free chapter, you're giving a free download, you're connecting, and then by the time you're saying, Hey, you know, if 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 you found value in what I've been providing. Um, I, I do have a book that I think would, you know, raise your quality of life. And people feel like, wow, she's given me so much stuff that I feel like I should should support her back. And they also mm-hmm. see the value uh, in in purchasing the book. So that that's what I've been hearing yes. is is a, an 20 rule. And and Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Gary V. Uh, he had a book called jab, 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 right hook, yes. which is you can't just go for the big shot, which is trying to sell <laughs> something. You got to soften them up a little bit, which is, which is pretty exactly.
1: cool. And um, I'm glad that you mentioned it too, because I even say too, if you're really just starting out, if you're really just building up your platform, I would say hundred percent provide value, focus on that. And then maybe a few months down the road, then you can bring in some sales, but that has to be the the number one focus is the value.
0: Yeah, and when you're unknown, the number one thing that you're looking for is attention. Because mm-hmm. once you once you have attention, when you've created a, a fan base or followers or a community, it's easy to monetize attention. So if you have a thousand a thousand true fans and you've been yep. offering so much value, when you put out a book, a lot of them are just going to buy it. When you do an event in their cities, they're going to buy a ticket. But yep. if you don't spend the time. Uh, you know, creating that community and and getting that attention, whatever you're, you're providing is just going to fall flat.
1: You're absolutely right. And one of the key things that I would say too, if people are not doing this and if, whether this is, you're just starting out on social media, I mean, one of the best platforms that I use is, is Instagram. I love Instagram and every single new person that comes and follows you you should be having a conversation. You should be sending them a message before they even send it to you. Send them a voice note, send them a video. That goes such a long way because not everyone's doing that. So if you just take a few seconds to send a quick little voice note and just say, hey, and start a conversation, how beautiful. People are going to remember that.
0: So why, why do you like Instagram over the other ones, over the Snapchats and the Twitters and the Facebooks? Uh, why Instagram specifically? The visual, Insta- what is it?
1: You know what? Instagram, I think is honestly an all in one platform. We have IGTV. That's YouTube. We've got the stories. That's like Snapchat, right? We have just everything. And I don't feel like I need to go onto so many different platforms because sometimes when you feel like you need to be everywhere, it can get a little overwhelming and sometimes again, the overwhelm stops us. So that's why I love to focus on Instagram. And the big difference I found from like Facebook and Instagram is just with hashtags, you can reach people in all these different areas, whereas Facebook, you need to be like friends or in groups and things like that, right? So I feel like Instagram is just so much easier to connect with people all around the world.
0: I'm going to give you some personal data of mine that's going to support your love for Instagram. So a few months okay. ago, I I started a Joel Martin Mastery uh, social media accounts across all of them. Okay. And I've posted basically the same content on every platform and here's the results. So on, on Instagram, uh, within a few months, I have say 1600 followers with the same content on, um, on Facebook, I have say 1200 followers or likes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you go to Twitter and it, there's like 122. Like it just shows <laughs> it shows the activity of of what's actually connecting with people and and how active people are. So uh, Instagram Instagram is the winner across the data that I'm seeing. Uh,
1: so I love it.
0: So I agree with that. So <laughs> let's let's talk about mentors. So I know you're into personal growth. Um, how important are mentors when it comes to uh, achieving success, and mm. were the, did you have any mentors that really helped you to get to where you are?
1: Lots. I especially when I was starting out, I was really you know, everyone was actually not even just like you know, I had coaches that I invested mm. in, but to me, everyone that I came across that was older than I was, they were all my mentors. I learned so much, and I purposely all the events that I went to, all the networking events that I had gone to, I was probably always the youngest person in the room. And people were always, you know, there was always a comment made that, Oh, you're so young. And I was like, yes, thank you. (laughs) Like, because I get to soak up all their knowledge and all their wisdom. Um, And so for me, like I I've always had mentors. I think it's so important to, especially when you are starting out to have some kind of coach, a mentor, but then there is at one point that the, the student becomes the teacher and i think that transition is also very important and just creating a very good balance between the two like it's important to be the student but then it's important to go out and apply what you've learned so there has to be a really good balance between the two but having someone always in your corner that knows more than you do Really, just can can change your journey, and you're always being able to like expand and grow and more success. And that's what I love about it.
0: On the topic of personal growth, what are you doing today to become a better version of yourself from yesterday? Are, are you reading books? Are you uh, listening to podcasts? Are you going out to um, you know conferences and seminars? Not so much for the last few <laughs> months, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I do. Um, Oh, I, you know what, in the last phase of what I've been through, like right now, I feel like I'm more on the other end of being that mentor for authors who are writing their books. I've been really focused on being their mentor, but, um, I always feel like I am always putting myself, whether it be watching, um, an Instagram live that two people are doing together, whether it be me, uh, purchasing a course. I think the biggest thing that I'm doing right now is, uh, going through a certification program that's like digital marketing. And so that's one of the ways that I'm kind of growing. It's more of like a skill set, but it's still me growing. And at the end of the day, it's me contributing to my business. Um, but I always feel like it's important to feed myself with the knowledge and you know what? I always learn from conversations. So having more conversations always fuel me and always help me grow, whether it be our conversation right now or one that you had on, you know, another podcast interview, putting myself and always absorbing is such a great way to still constantly be learning and growing.
0: The life of an entrepreneur is, is a wild roller coaster ride it's you have some great days some not so great days not every day is perfect
1: Mm -hmm. but
0: that's that's where the lessons come from that's where the adversity growing all that stuff so what do you do when you find yourself in a rut maybe you've had a bad day or a bad week what do you do to to snap out of that so it doesn't snowball into a three four month long (laughs) thing where it's just you acknowledge what's going on you get past it any tips and tricks for for getting through those phases?
1: Good question. I would say probably one of the biggest struggles that I've had throughout my life and that's been a constant in my story and sometimes I still do struggle with it, is self-doubt. So sometimes that will come up where I'm doubting myself, I'm doing something new and a little bit of my ego stepping in to say, but can you really do this? Um, And to be honest, I think the biggest way that I can combat that is by taking more action That's how I've been able to combat the fear and the self-doubt is by taking action, but also calling myself out on it and kind of walking through like, okay, what is this? What's really happening right now? What's the story? And also it's important to have people in your corner who are going to support you and who are going to also help you see that it's kind of just your mind just playing this game on you. So it's really important. The people that you have in your environment are crucial. And if they're not lifting you up, if you're not all rising together, you may want to reevaluate the people that you have in your life because that's what it should be. Everyone should be lifting each other up, creating a community where everyone's rising. Everyone wants to see each other win, no matter the industry, no matter what we're doing. If you have those people in your corner, you're always going to feel on top of the world. You're always going to have. You're you might have those moments of downfall or doubt or whatever it is, but they don't last long if you have those core people that you can reach out to, and don't be afraid to reach out.
0: That's your that's your ride or die crew. So you <laughs> you look you look like you're you're having a, a lot of fun. You're really enjoying your life. Uh, you know, as an entrepreneur and, and an author and, and a coach, uh, how how do you keep this fun? Uh, so mm. it's not just a daily grind, just another job.
1: That. Wow. This question is so good because I had to learn this lesson very recently. Um, with, with being, with running your business, there's a lot of strategy that you're thinking of. Like strategy is very important when it comes to business. And I feel like for a while I got too stuck in strategy, strategy, and all these little just rigid things. And I started to lose the fun. And part of that for me, I had this, you know, it was a reading that someone gave me and she didn't know who I was. And she just said like, you need to bring the child back out. And that lesson and hearing that was something that I incorporate every single day. And I ask myself, am I having fun? Am I just enjoying things? Am I doing it just to do it? And part of that is, you know, when ideas spring, just going with the idea and not going through all the strategy of like, is this important? What's next? And just sometimes we just have to go out there and do. And that's kind of the, the thing, the daily thing that I keep reminding myself, are you having fun? And I feel like lately I said this actually the other day, I said, I, my life is just so good right now. And it feels so good.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That is awesome. Now, (laughs) when you think back over the last five years, if I were to say, Hey, Ashley, Ann, uh, what is your favorite professional memory of the last five years? Is there anything that just jumps out? It could be a few, uh, but is there is there one thing that just comes to mind right now?
1: Mm, I would say, oh my goodness, that's like me going through every little piece because
0: go ahead, enjoy, really, relive every moment for the next ten seconds.
1: You know, the biggest thing is everything that you do is a puzzle piece to the big picture. So if I think about the last five years, I published my book in the last five years. I got on my first stage as public speaking in 2015. So that was five years ago this month that I got on my first stage. And all these pieces were leading up to this big agency that I was creating. And so I would say getting on, my, on the first stage, writing my book were two of the biggest things that I am so proud of. For myself
0: now I'm gonna ask a, a hard question, okay, are you ready for this?
1: I hope so <laughs> so, so looking
0: looking back at at the same five years okay. what is the biggest mistake that you've made, and what did you learn from it and then on the other side of it, what do you think is the smartest thing you've done in the last five years so that maybe the listeners and I can duplicate whatever it is that you've done?
1: Ooh, that is a tough one um.
0: Biggest mistake, anything jump biggest out. It doesn't have to be catastrophic, but <laughs> some something where you realize, you know, generally the biggest mistake is where you got the biggest lesson that ended yeah. up being a blessing. So any anything or have you made no mistakes in the last um, five years?
1: No, I definitely think that there's always little mistakes and error. And I don't even think of them as mistakes. I always think of them as an area of opportunity, right? So I feel like me, the biggest mistake over the last five years has been not listening and trusting my intuition, mm. and so that could be um, things that I've invested in, and maybe there were you know a big investment, things like that. Um, but I feel like that has probably the thing that sticks out the most is kicking myself in the butt whenever I was like, I knew it, I knew, and I should have listened to myself. Um, so I would really say to get in touch and start trusting yourself a lot sooner than later and it'll really save you a lot of probably time investment money whatever that looks like but listen to yourself you know the answers
0: i had a i had a popular band on the podcast recently called courage my love and uh their answer for the biggest mistake was the same thing not trusting their intuition so everyone's on the same vibe right now everyone in in self-isolation is like (laughs) on the same frequency. I guess. <laughs> So when you look at yourself, look, there's a lot of authors, there's a lot of coaches, mm-hmm. but not everyone has had the success that you've had and in such a short period of time and at such a young age. So mm-hmm. when you look at yourself, what are the top traits that you see in yourself that you think have allowed you to have this level of success? And it's not easy to talk nice about ourselves, right? We want to deflect, but I'm giving you permission to look at yourself and say, you know what? I just outworked everyone or whatever <laughs> the actual answer is.
1: You know what? I, I think if you asked me this probably like a decade ago, I would really struggle and have no idea what to say, but part of the journey in really achieving this like happiness is celebrating yourself and not feeling not being afraid to do that um the two i would say three things that really stand out to me number one is my energy i can get really passionate especially on video if you watch any of my videos on instagram there is like a next level high energy that i bring and that's what i feel like people really connect with one thing that i've always been also naturally I guess it's just like my, this space that I create for people. Like I create a really great container for people to openly share and get personal and vulnerable. So I could meet someone at an event or I can start having a conversation with someone just based on Instagram and they go right into telling me their story. And I think I attest a lot of that to me not being afraid to be vulnerable. And I just create this container for people to feel safe to do so. And then the last thing that I'll say is that I've just taken action. Like even though I've been so afraid, public speaking was something that I was so terrified of doing, but I just did it anyways. So like imperfect action and just doing it. Like I don't need to know everything. I've never been, I've never been trained as a speaker. I never did Toastmasters. I was never trained. It was just something from the goodness of my heart of me operating from a place of love. And because I did that, it just, it opened so many doors for me. So I would say that.
0: They say that if you're, if you're nervous to speak on stage, or if you're scared to speak on stage, it's because it's too much about you and your ego. You're worried about how am I going to look? But when you come from a space, like you're saying, where you're getting on stage because you feel you have value uh, to offer others that you feel like your message could really help some of the people in the crowd. And it's not so much about how great of a speaker I am or how good I look on stage. It's, it's about me going out and, and delivering value. And if your, your main thing is, Hey, if I can just get something good across to a few mm-hmm. people and it makes a difference for them, you're not worrying so much about yourself. And that's where the pressure comes off.
1: You're absolutely right. And one thing that, and I, I can't remember, where I heard this, but it really shifted my perspective because I, even though I've been speaking for the last like six, seven years or so, um, I still get like, I still get these butterflies and I always thought that it was me being nervous and me thinking like, Oh no, what are people going to think and coming from that place? And then I heard something where we can instead, maybe it's actually not fear. Maybe you're just really excited. So even me doing like podcast interviews, I get that same feeling. And now instead of looking at it, of me being nervous, I switch it and I flip it and I say, I'm really excited. That's where the place that I'm coming from. So kind of changing that change the story.
0: I was at um, so we have a mutual friend Armin Chaffee. So that guy, he's gotta get on this podcast at some yeah. point. I'll get him on here. But I remember being at one of his uh, one of his courses and he was talking about that and it was about shifting. So it normally if you think butterflies means oh I, I I'm I'm not ready, I'm nervous, change that to butterflies mean I'm so excited to to share this. So I don't know if you got that from him, I don't but anyways, that's where that's I, so funny. That's, that's where I heard that. Um, are you familiar with Brene Brown?
1: Yes. I feel I like she her. would.
0: Yeah. I just, your vibe and the way you speak <laughs> has, has Brene Brown in there somewhere, which is the gifts of imperfection and daring greatly and, and okay. being transparent and vulnerable. So if yeah. you, if you had said, Oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I was about to send you a bunch of stuff that would change your life, but you're already in the zone, which is good, so <laughs> Um, you've been talking about it being important to celebrate your victories. Why Why is that important? Well, you know, we we we're never in the present, right? That's the problem. We're yeah. always thinking about the future. And even if we do something good today, okay, well, what's next? So mm-hmm. why is it important for people to celebrate? And how small can the things be that are worth celebrating?
1: They can be everything. Like every little milestone is something worth celebrating. Um, and the reason I think it goes hand in hand with the fact that if you celebrate, then you're staying present and you're not, and, and then there's also gratitude that comes with it. So I feel like it's all these different little things that combine together. Um, but if I'll just talking about just how you mentioned about the future, I remember about maybe a year ago or so, I started feeling a a lot of chest pain. And part of that was me getting so fearful and focused on the future and what's going to happen and all this. So I started to develop a lot of anxiety and I think I had a conversation with someone and they kind of pointed this out to me and I feel like that's where like being in the present and celebrating right now is allowing you to be grateful. And the more that you do that, the more that you celebrate what you have right now, the more that you celebrate those little moments, the more you're going to get. So it's that if you're grateful now, Wait, you'll receive even more if you feel that you are full of abundance right now. You're going to receive more, so celebrate every little thing like every, even if it's just I got the things that I wanted done today. Celebrate every little thing is something worth celebrating.
0: So, we're surprisingly only a few days away from the halfway mark of the year. So, what what is your vision for the rest of 2020? And I know a lot of people are taking things really day by day right now because you don't really know what the future has in store, but uh, do you have a vision for yourself for the rest of 2020? And have you set any goals that get you excited and get you out of out of bed in the morning excited?
1: Uh, you know what, since I rebranded, so for, for a while as you know, I wrote my book and I kind of stepped into at the beginning of this year. So the end of January, I stepped into this book coach. And so I had been doing that and decided to recently rebrand and actually open up my own agency, which is the studio press. And so basically that's a one-stop shop for authors who, for entrepreneurs who want to become authors, who want to tell their story, who want to build their own brand. Um, And so I have a goal of helping 40 authors like 40 aspiring authors become authors by the end of this year. Um, And even just the clients that I'm working with right now, the, the, the women that I'm working with right now are just, they're so inspiring in the way that they're courageously, bravely stepping out and telling their story. And that's what gets me so excited. And the fact that I've been able to I have clients in Australia, in Hawaii, in London, like they're just all over. And that's the beauty of the internet and being online. That's the beauty of what we have right now. So it would almost be um, a disservice if I didn't take advantage of that. So that's kind of where, where I'm at and what I'm excited about.
0: Your goals got me excited. I'm excited <laughs> to to have all these new authors release books and and really step into their greatness. So, th- yeah. last question here. This is this is a big one. So, with your years of of um, knowledge and experience and training now uh, in in your field,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what advice would you give? baby Ashley Ann from five (laughs) years ago, if, if, you know, starting over again with all the lessons you've learned with all that stuff, what advice would you give Ashley Ann from five years
1: ago? One thing that I would say is everybody starts somewhere. So I have to remind myself and I would tell my, my little self that, Everyone's going to start somewhere because we have we get stuck in comparing our journeys to other people And sometimes that can be a little overwhelming and it can be a little discouraging But every single successful person that you look up to we they all started somewhere So it's important to start somewhere, but the most important thing is just starting and working through
0: Mm, That's awesome now for everyone that's listening, where where can they connect with you on social media? Is there a website? I know you're you're <laughs> uh, you're repping the uh, the Instagram. So if you yes. can drop all those, so people can uh, go have a look at at what you're providing, the different online courses. Maybe they can purchase the book. Maybe they just want to reach out to you uh, yeah. to ask questions or to connect. So where can they find you?
1: Yes, so my website and um, I have two Instagram accounts so my website is ashleyann.me me and then my Instagram handle is the exact same ashleyann.me and also the studio press
0: That's awesome. All right, well, everyone that was Ashley Ann Pereira, that's a author and a a coach as well. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You gave a ton of value. I was taking notes here as we were going as well. So thank you very much. And um, look, we're, we're going to see everyone on the next episode. So stay tuned. Thanks guys. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and I'd love to hear from you guys. My goal is to grow this podcast organically, where you're giving me feedback on topics you'd like me to cover and guests you'd like me to interview. You can reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Martin Mastery. Joel is J-O-E-L, and on Twitter at Joelle Mastery. So I am done. I am complete. I approve this message, and I'll see you on the next episode.